Welcome, brethren. It's good to be with you today. It's good to be together. Isn't it good to be together with brethren of like precious faith? God has a purpose. He's got a purpose. Not just a purpose for my life. You know, you've got a whole, today you've got a whole lot of people focused on that thought that God has a purpose for your life. God has a purpose for my life. God has plans for us. He most certainly does, but we should never just say, say something like that and just like let it hang. You should never say God has a purpose for your life and then let it hang. See, the apostles never did anything like that. It's the tendency of the flesh to take that word and to apply it like worthy emphasis. That's the, the tendency of the flesh is. And I know that the Lord cares for us. I know that the Lord died for us. Christ died for us. And it's actually because of that that I would rather have that God have the emphasis and Christ have the preeminence. I would like to hear more people properly finish the statement, God has a purpose for my life. Or say rather that God has a purpose in himself and I am for that purpose. Or actually, let's just say it like the scriptures say it. In whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will, that we should be to the praise of his glory. That's the, what's, the, what's God's purpose for your life? That you would be to the praise of his glory. Let's finish that statement. See, the apostles never told anyone, God's got a wonderful plan for your life and just let that hang. They finished it. They told them the, the purpose that God has for men, that we should be the praise of his glory. Doesn't that sound good? Yeah. You see, he said, that, he said that we should seek after him and find him. See, they told them what the purpose was. That we should offer our bodies as a living sacrifice. That's, right. Right? That's our reasonable service. They, he, they told us what the purpose Amen. was. Amen. There are some vessels of honor and there are some vessels of dishonor. See, they told us what the purpose is. God has a purpose for his life. And, he, and, and praise God, he's included us in that purpose. Yes, Been made partakers. And see, God's purpose isn't a shifting purpose. It's, it's, one that God, it's one that he determined before the foundation of the world. Something that he purposed in himself. See, God is not modifying or will modify his purpose. It's that his purpose isn't a changing, a vacillating purpose. It's like a set in stone, solid, immovable purpose. See, God cannot lie. He's not like man that he should repent or change his mind. If he did, he wouldn't be a perfect God. Now, would he? What? If God is a perfect God, why does he need to change? Why does he need to change his mind? Yes, Sister June. You know, at this point, there is doubtless somebody who's going to say, well, what about whenever it says God repented himself? Mm -hmm. He didn't do that in opposition to his ultimate purpose. Amen. It was because he had mm -hmm. a purpose that within that context, that was the right thing to do. It was the just yes, thing amen. to do. Amen. So that isn't an argument for a God who changes, but yeah. rather a God that is true to his purpose. 
Amen. Brother Gavin. One of the evidences of what you said is that all the records of Scripture of holy men of God benefit us. Amen. So that's in opposition to the thinking of the purpose for your life. The purpose for their life bled with you, so their life profits us. The Amen. record profits us. Amen. Amen. Because of this unchanging purpose of God, you'll notice when you read the word, the word of God, and it's just that, this is the word of God. When you read the word of God by faith, you'll notice that the Holy Spirit brings to our consideration like key thoughts and emphasis yes, that confirm this purpose of God. Yes, it's, it's not, the, the record of scripture isn't detached from itself because it's part of the same purpose. Right. It's the word of God. Right. It's, it's the, yeah. God's manner of work, how God works. It just, it'll stand out to you yes. if you read it by faith. See, and now, no one is able to see every single thing in the Word of God. There are, there are key things that will stand out, stand out to you, and there are key things that will stand out to you. But you see, when we come together, just like Brother Given said, this profits everybody. Yes, amen. Man, apart from God, is unable to determine really what is good for him. Yes. But you'll notice that whenever you think that way, that thinking draws you into self. What is good for me? What do I like? What yes. do I want? Mm -hmm. What What do I think good is and yeah. what evil mm -hmm. is? No. That, that See, that can't touch everybody else. That, it's going to be different for every man. Yes. That kind of thinking. Yes. But whenever we are brought into the purpose of God by faith in Christ Jesus then there's a unity that cannot yes. exist in the flesh Amen. because now it's what what does God call good yeah what does God what is he doing yes how Amen. do and you have to give thanks whenever you realize you have been brought into this yes and that he's made a necessary mm -hmm. transformation of you so that what you have now is fellowship Fellowship with God and fellowship with God's people. Amen. In John, he says, and truly, Amen. our fellowship is with the Father mm -hmm. and with Amen. the Son. Amen. And so, Amen. Uh, it's it's a whole, mm -hmm. it's a completely different mindset. Yeah. It just touches every man because man is every man is the creation of God. Amen. Amen. And Amen. every man, it's yeah. God with whom he has to do. Amen. Amen. Brother Robert. Yeah. You, um, the scriptures, you mentioned that this that God doesn't change it. Neither do the scriptures. Yeah. The scriptures need, they don't need any updates. Amen. And Jesus Amen. came yes, along and said, every word, every word, every jot and till, it's going to be all all be completed perfectly just as it was written. And and so this is a testimony of God's ability, his Godhead. His, his authority over everything. He can write something and it be absolutely true. Amen. So, so what the, 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 I want to also mention, it also shows you the absurdness and the depths of unbelief it takes for a man then to yeah. say, we are going to alter that. Yeah. Woe to the man that alters the words of God. Yeah. yeah. Amen. Yeah, what, what are the things we, we profit from the record of other people? Mm -hmm. The same is true of your life. Mm -hmm. When you live a life, it'll profit other people just yeah. like Abraham's record profit. Yes, you. amen. 
Amen. The first time that I read through the scripture cover to cover, I, I noticed that there were different key things that God kept saying over and over and over. That he speaks often, God speaks often of a remnant throughout the scripture. It's just the remnant. What is that? That's God's purpose. It's God's purpose being shown throughout his word. That's what that is. See, God created the worlds through his son, Jesus Christ. He's given all things to the son. He's commissioned the son with the salvation of mankind. Now, that's a great commission. See, when we say that things like the great commission, we ought, to, we ought to attribute that to Jesus. We ought to attribute that to him. But see, if, if, God's, if God's purposed all of these things through his son, well, then it's no wonder that the scriptures testify of Christ. See, it's, it's, his, it's his purpose. It's been said that salvation is like a, it's like a scarlet thread that's woven all throughout the scripture. We see it in the account of the flood where Noah was saved or in Egypt when Israel crossed the Red Sea or in the wilderness when they drank water from the rock. You see, the purpose of God is it's interwoven throughout his word. See, God can't deny himself. So his purpose and his determinations are going to be made manifest in his word. It, it, and this shouldn't be something that's surprising to us to, to, to find this out. Yeah. Another thing you see that when God does something, He always does it through somebody. Yeah, that's right. Like before Christ, He did it through a holy that's angels. Right. Then He did it through key men. Yet this is God's manner. <laughs> when He works, He works through someone mm -hmm. that's associated with Him. Well, that puts meaning into life now. Amen. That's right. Amen. And so if a person doesn't understand the purpose of God, it's really because they cannot hear his word. Yes, they can't hear him. They, can't, they don't have ears to hear ears to and hear. eyes to see. That's, that, that, that's why that's it's hidden it. from Amen. them. Amen. So that today I want, I want us to consider some of these things, specific things that are interwoven through the word of God. Specifically, distinctions that God has called to our attention. Distinctions made consistently throughout the entire scriptural account, as we would expect and as we've established. Distinctions between light and dark, between good and evil, between clean and unclean, holy and unholy, godly and ungodly, the upright and the wicked, the children of God and the children of the devil, the sheep and the goats. See, there's a, there's a distinction that God makes over and over and over throughout the scripture. There's a separation that God makes over and over and over. And in light of these distinctions, I want us to be able to, to consider our own lives according to this purpose and will of God. Yes, Sister June. It's, it's written in... in uh the law and the prophets that the duty of the priest one of their duties was mm -hmm. to teach the people between holy and profane. yes that's right and uh so and, and righteous and unrighteous i can't yeah. remember the words don't come to me right now but they they were to teach the people those things now we have a great high priest that teaches the people and the people are those that have believed on him and then made us kings and priests unto our God. 
So these are, are things that need to work, or not need to, they will work in us with Christ as our teacher and the Spirit as our, our helper here. And we will identify and make a difference between these things also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amen. That's a good point. In apostolic writings, instead of directing people, do this, 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 they distinguish between good and evil and right and wrong, and that that's how they taught people. So to see, abstain from fornication. Yeah. So he was teaching that distinction you're talking about. Amen. Amen. See, God's God's making Himself known. He's making Himself known through these distinctions. He's employing means to accomplish His purpose. He is. He will not only employ the light, but also the darkness in order to fulfill His purpose. For example, God is a deliverer. That's who He is. He's a strong deliverer. Amen. <clears throat> But how would a person know that unless there was a situation in which God could exercise his deliverance? You see, it requires a situation and a circumstance. See, God is merciful. But how would anybody know that unless there was a situation in which God could demonstrate his mercy? See, God is righteous. But how would anyone understand that unless there was an environment of unrighteousness? See, these, the attributes of God are clearly seen yeah. on this backdrop. That's what it is. It's a backdrop. It's in the background. It's the backdrop. For every circumstance you face, there's a God is or an I am. Yeah. yeah. On that very thing you're, t- you're experiencing mm-hmm. or you're troubling. Yes, and... You know, the yeah. point that you're making here is really a point that we've, we've prayed about concerning, uh, concerning the things that are happening in our nation, that God would expose what is righteous yeah. and those that are righteous and uphold yeah. them, and that he would expose the deeds of darkness and, like, bring it, bring it to light, judge it, yeah. and so that it can be seen for what it is. See, in the garden, Adam and Eve didn't hate the evil. They didn't discern the evil. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But now in Christ, we are brought to both of those. We have Amen. the same animosity and hatred of what is evil that Christ has. Yeah. Now, that doesn't mean you wish harm to anybody necessarily, yeah. but... But you hate what That's is right. wrong. You hate it. Mm-hmm. You yeah. see it for what it is. Amen. You don't look at it and go, well, that's Amen. not so bad. Yeah, it's so bad. Yes. And and you see, there's a distinction made then. Yeah. There's a there's a distinction. And 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 you're able see the, the black backdrop of variance, it showcases the work of God. It showcases the person of God in ways that couldn't previously be understood. You can't just you can't just go up to somebody and, and tell them I'm merciful and and be able to properly communicate that without being able to show that you're merciful. Yeah, this is so good what you're talking about here because this changes how you assess things. So when corrupt such take to, so corrupt yeah. politicians arise, mm-hmm. so you can say well when they complain about it, or you can mm-hmm. say see God's God's revealing yeah. something that was hidden he's making a distinction he's yeah mm-hmm. 
Amen. See ya. Yes, Brother Robert. Yeah, this I, I appreciated this thought about hating sin. You know, to, to, to whatever measure or advancement you've made in, in holiness, uh, however close you are to the Lord, then you actually are fellowshipping with his hatred for sin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, this is what it's, it's, it's impacted you because you, you're, you're come to know God. And so you hate what he hates. Now, but to the degree that, that, that you can't hate sin more than God, obviously. I mean, God hates sin so yeah. much that he's going to do away with it. Yeah. But see, at, in your measure, you're called to do away with it in you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're to That's crucify it, it right? That's it. And so, see, this is where, where you have that fellowship with God. And then when he sees this, well, he's pleased. He's pleased when you have the same reaction to sin that he does. Amen. Amen. That's good. You, you fellowship with him in love and in hate. Yes. Yeah. Amen. That Amen. is a corresponding relation yeah. there. Amen. Love God a little, if there be such a yeah. thing. Yeah. Hate sin a little. Love God a lot. Hate sin. A Amen. Lot. Right. Yeah. And you reap what you sow. You sow Amen. a little, you get a little. Amen. You sow a lot, you get a lot. Yeah, Amen. Right. Is that good? Yeah. <laughs> you see this this backdrop is the and the things that God is using, it they're unlike God. They're not like God. So see when we become when, when we detest these things too, what's it showing? It's showing that we're becoming more like God. There you go. See, that, that, and that, but it's shown because of that backdrop. Yes, man. You see, but, but when God's finished with these things on the earth, when he's, when, 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 the, when he's finished with his purpose here on the earth, these things are going to be folded up like a garment. He's going to put away the wickedness. He's going to put away, he's going to judge He's going to judge the wickedness. He's going to put away the evil person. It, the, the heavens and the earth are going to pass away. The lust of the earth is going to pass away. So you don't want to be attached to that. Sister June. Yeah, I was thinking about this matter of, of growing in our perception and response mm-hmm. to, uh, to things holy and things unholy. Now, if you yourself have not grown in, in uh, your fellowship with, with the mind of Christ concerning these things, mm-hmm. with, the, uh, with the intent of God in his word, you're not able, like there, there are areas people call gray areas. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a graduation to that. Light, you know, very light gray, light uh-huh. gray, right. medium gray, you know, all the way till you get to black. Okay, whenever you're not living close to the Lord, you you don't know the wrongness of that black. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A yeah. black heart. That's right. There, the contrast is most evident yeah. between light and dark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, but once you begin to see how bad the dark is, then whenever you're in these areas that people call gray areas, you're more sensitive to it. Yeah. Now, wait a minute. There's a little darkness in there. Yeah. We got to get rid of that. Mm-hmm. No matter what the gradation is, it, we're more sensitive mm-hmm. about getting clean of the darkness. Yeah, Amen. Gray, gray is a shade of black. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Gray isn't a facet of light. Yeah. Amen. It's a facet Amen. of dark. Amen. 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 That's right. Boy, that's a great deliverance. Yes. Huh? Amen. Amen. That's marvelous. <laughs> 
Yeah. Amen. People haggle about about gray. God talks about black. Yeah, that's right. Or night or dark. See, yeah, that's he right. He doesn't talk about some middle middle point. That's right. Yeah, that's because right. Because it's either good or bad. That's right. But whenever you see it from the highest point, people they despise that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They say you're you're too hard. Well, see, but they're yeah. making a wrong assessment. Whenever you say this is wrong, mm-hmm. any any part of it is wrong. It is wrong. They're saying, "Oh, you're too dogmatic," but, but they're they are they're not seeing the other things that right. are brought into that. Mercy is brought into that's that. That's right. Deliverance mm-hmm. is brought into that. That's right. Goodness is brought into that's that. That's right. Hope is brought into that. See, they're not looking at any of that. It's just that's you're right. just too hard. I can't do some of yeah. this. I don't like it. But see, these people aren't sincere because their own experience testifies that there's things very wrong with the world. That there's evil and wickedness and and terrible things that happen to people in the world. And they say things like, well, I just can't believe in in a good God that would let evil exist. You know, but they're not sincere when they say these things. And we would do well to remind them that it's not going to exist forever. Mm-hmm. It's just for a short time, and God's going to put it all away. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be a new heavens and a new earth where it dwells only righteousness. Well, that, you see, that would be like saying, why does God permit this? This is like saying, why do you permit to have garbage in your house? Yeah. Why, why do you allow garbage? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so man's made the image of God. Yeah. Yeah. He allows things that he doesn't like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man does. Amen. That he can't use a better better yeah. word. Uh-huh. He allows things in the house he can't use, but they fight that they get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dishonorable yeah. mm-hmm. vessels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amen. See, for now, we live in an arena of competition. God's made distinction in in his word. He's made distinctions here, and it's according to his purpose. The first one we shall see here is in Genesis. Genesis chapter 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Right from the beginning, now we're going to see this. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. Uh See, an evening and morning were the first day. That first day couldn't be fulfilled without both of those. Set the tone for the rest of the scripture. Amen. Uh Amen. God God saw that it was good. So he divided it from the darkness. Mm -hmm. See? There was a distinction made. In the same way, the apostle tells us, For ye were sometimes darkness, Mm -hmm. but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as the children of light. He didn't say sometimes you were in darkness, although we were in darkness. He says it specifically here, For ye were sometimes darkness, Mm -hmm. but now are ye light. All the work's done in the light. Amen. I want to go back to that. 
that verse in, in Genesis when it said, and God saw the light that it was good. Yes. And God divided the light from the darkness. He didn't say the darkness was good. Yeah. He said the light was good. Amen. And he, he made a division between the two. Mm-hmm. Amen. So that they didn't coexist. Mm-hmm. People think they can coexist. They can't. That's One right. would overcome the other. Amen. Amen. And if God could see the physical light mm-hmm. and conclude that it was good, yeah. then when God saw the 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 light that is Jesus Christ shine into the hearts of men, he could conclude that that's good too. God is light. Yes. Whenever he commanded the light, he actually commanded something that was of himself. Amen. Whatever yeah. whatsoever is is light makes manifest. So that light Amen. which was an expression of how God works and what he is. He knows all things, that nothing is hidden to him. There is no darkness in him at all. This is yes. what, it was a representation of something about God himself, yeah. that the light was there yes. to expose yeah. all things. Yeah. And the without light, the way that things are created, there's also no light. So these are things that God, yes. is, he's laying the foundation Amen. really of himself mm-hmm. Amen. in yeah. these things. Yeah, he didn't create the darkness. Yeah. yeah. He created the light and that's imposed right. it. That's right. the darkness. So Amen. Brother Marty. And that's the light that illuminates the spirit. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's not the light of the sun. That's that's just for the earth. This light that he created right there, that's, right. that's for the kingdom. Mm-hmm. That's right. Amen. That's right. That's good. The sun, that, it doesn't lighten the heavens. It yeah. lightens the earth. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Or, or the Matthew would say it like this: The people who sat in darkness have seen a great light, yes. Yes. and upon those who sat in the region and the shadow of death, light has dawned. Mm-hmm. Amen. Even night creatures are different than day creatures. Mm-hmm. Amen. See, and God separated us as well. That's right. He, he has. He, just as He did the light of the from the darkness. First Thessalonians five five. Ye are all the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night, Mm -hmm. nor of darkness. He translated us into the light. Yes. We're into the kingdom of God's dear son. He moved us out of darkness into the light. Amen. What a work, huh? Amen. What a work. That Jesus spoke to the apostle Paul. He said, I have appeared unto thee for this purpose. You see, Jesus didn't tell Paul, God's got a wonderful purpose for your life and let it hang. He told him what the purpose was. To make thee a minister and a witness, both of these things which thou hast seen and of those things which I will appear unto thee, delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles unto whom now I send thee, to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light. Turn them. If you're going to be in the light, you're going to have to Turn from darkness. Turn away from it. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. God raised up Pharaoh, but God didn't appear to Pharaoh and say, for this reason I raised you up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Satan is the one that worked in Pharaoh. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Amen. Mm-hmm. See, so God's not going to tell people that are walking in the dark what to do. Mm-hmm. Yes, amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. The scriptures ask us plainly, what what communion hath light with darkness? That's a good question. That's worthy of consideration. Yeah. 
Paul said this, Be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. What fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? That's one of the most disobeyed commandments given to Christ, given by God's people. And, and it's serious because it says if we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. He didn't say we lie and he didn't say say not the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. We don't do the truth has to be done. Amen. Right. Amen. So I want us to see this, that in the purpose of God, salvation is an extrication. It's it's a translation. It's a it's a transformation. It's it's not an admission ticket. It's 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 not about it's not about like like how men have their name on a reservation list. Although our names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life, and I'm, and I rejoice for that. But it's salvation's bringing you out of and into. The Israelites had to be taken out of Egypt. Had to be taken out. You, yeah, it says you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. See, these things have to do with, with purpose. A holy nation, a peculiar people. See, how could that peculiarness be discerned without an environment of competition? A peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. See? Notice he doesn't say you ever come out of darkness into yeah. the light. Mm-hmm. Amen. He does the, he yeah. does the work. Amen. Amen. So if a person's not in the light, it's because God didn't put him in the light. And if God didn't put him in the light, it's because he wasn't responsive. Amen. It's, this is God's purpose. God's, it's his purpose that we're talk, talking about. For this is God's will, your sanctification. See, there's a separation that's involved. So if this, if this is now the purpose of God, we're going to see examples all throughout the scripture of this separation, not just in Genesis, not just in the apostolic teachings, but all throughout the entirety of scripture, we're going to see this. That's right. Amen. So in creation, okay, Genesis chapter 1, verse 11, in creation, each plant yields the seed according to its kind. Mm-hmm. Right? So, right. And, 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 and animals, they, they breed according to their kind. See, there's a distinction that's made in between various kinds right from the beginning. The covenant of circumcision, that was a covenant that required a man to be physically separate from the foreskin of his flesh. There was a there was a physical separation that occurred there. That made him physically separated from the rest of the rest of all the rest of Yes. Him. Amen. See Lot lived in Sodom, but he he was spared because he was separate from the people in Sodom. Yeah, the, the sign of the covenant, that's that's what circumcision was. It was the sign of the covenant. Amen. And I mean, it was it was in the flesh of those that were in the covenant. Amen. Now, the sign of the covenant, and under the the new covenant, Amen, is this life and light and this transformation and everything that comes to us by faith. Amen. In our flesh, that is a sign of the covenant, so to speak. Amen. 
that God separated in Rebecca's womb. God set had there were two nations yes, right. in her womb. See, He made a, a, a separation right there in the womb. Genesis twenty five twenty three. Isaac commanded Jacob not to take a wife from Canaanite women. Don't inter, don't intermarry. Genesis twenty eight one. Jacob, when he worked with Laban, see he separated the, his sheep from Laban's sheep. See, there was a separation there. God separated the nation of Israel from other heathen nations. He he made them a separate people. When Israel heard the law after the wall was rebuilt in Jerusalem, it says that they separated the heathen from among them. That was their reaction to it. And God commanded several times for them not to intermarry with the heathen throughout Scripture. God separated the clean from the unclean. He made distinctions in the law of what was acceptable, what was unacceptable, what was clean, what was unclean. Yes, Brother David. Um, earlier, Sister June had uh, mentioned a scripture about the priests, and it's in uh, Leviticus chapter 10, mm-hmm. verse 9 through 11. And uh, the Lord spoke unto Aaron, saying, Do not drink wine, nor strong drink, thou nor thy sons with thee, when ye go into the tabernacle of the congregation, lest ye die. Yeah. There shall be a statute forever through, throughout your generations, that ye may put difference mm-hmm. between holy and unholy, yes. between unclean and clean, and that ye may yes. teach the children of Israel all the statutes which the Lord had spoken yeah. unto them by the hand of Moses. Amen. So the priest was supposed to teach them. Yes. The distinction made, like you're teaching in the class here today. Amen. Well, the, the apostles did that. They told you, these shall not inherit the kingdom of God. And he identified the unclean. Mm-hmm. Yes. And this is the fruit of the Spirit. These are right that he identified. See, they, they were doing this thing spiritually. They were describing it, the inner constitution of humanity, making a distinction Amen. between righteous and unrighteous. Yeah. Amen. Whenever uh, you mentioned that they put away the, uh, the heathen from among them, there was a, there was a provision mm-hmm. for people not born into yeah. yes. Jewry to proselytize. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like Ruth, she says, yes. your God yes. will be my God. <laughs> yeah. yes. See, yes. Ruth was a Amen. proselyte. That's right. <laughs> uh, see, she wasn't remaining a heathen of any sort. Yes. We, had, we don't know anything about Oprah, but you know she went back to her people of Moab. But Ruth would not. She clung to Naomi. Mm-hmm. And she loved the God that Naomi served as well as Naomi. So uh, whenever it says that they put away the heathen. Yes. Seems to indicate that these people that were with him in some, in some fairly close relations had not really proselytized. Yeah. That they yeah. had kept yeah. the, their heathen ways. Yes. And I don't know which ones or how many mm-hmm. or what they presented, but... They had not truly become in their mm-hmm. hearts Jews, proselytites. Yes. They right. remained heathen among them. And that's what had to be divided. Now see, those divisions Amen. require a little bit of wisdom because it isn't always super evident what's going on. You have yes. to discern. And we need to we have to do that all the time now. There are people that we we work with and we talk with and we have concourse with, you know, just as a, a matter of life. But we have to be wise about 
yeah. what we yeah. allow to be joined yes. to oh, and associated amen. with. Yeah. Amen. So, go ahead. We know that Ruth really made the change because she was an ancestor of David. So she, yeah. she really did. Yeah. Amen. Move her heart another place. Amen. Yeah. yeah, God commanded the firstborn of both beast and man to be separated to him, to be sanctified unto him. The best, God, see, the best was always given to the Lord. It was always set aside to the Lord. The Sabbath day was a, the Sabbath day was a day that was separate from the rest of the week. It was a, it was a day where men would be consecrated towards God. And, and that it, it actually says that the Lord, that they would know that God sanctifies the people by the Sabbath day, that, that, that they would know that. <clears throat> See, God wouldn't even allow his people to wear a garment with mingled fabric in it. That was in the law. You couldn't, you couldn't wear a garment that had two different kinds of fabric interwoven together. Or they couldn't plant their vineyard with a mixed seed. Or, and they couldn't intermingle their cattle with other kinds of cattle. Well, we'd say donkey because Amen. of the of language, but anyway. An Israelite who took the vow of a Nazarite, Brother David ministered on this not too long ago. There was a special separation. There was a special work, special separation that was done for the Lord. Yes. Number 6-2. The time of that vow. See, some of those vows were short-term. Paul took a certain vow in Acts. Yeah. But, but some were Nazarites for their life. Yeah. Yeah. Their entire life, Samson, he was a Nazarite forever. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Isn't that something that, under the law, if you made a vow, you were going to do something toward God, you had to abstain from anything and everything that contradicted that that vow. Amen. Amen. That that was under the law. Mm -hmm. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. See, God separated many times. Yeah separated people for a peculiar service to him he, Aaron wore special garments that see it's, it, 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 there was a separation made between him and the rest of the people Hannah remember Hannah she separated Samuel she she, she gave she gave Samuel to the Lord dedicated him to the Lord <clears throat> Samson was an Azurite. he was he was specifically set aside for the purpose of delivering the people. Nehemiah and the children of Israel separated themselves to the work of rebuilding the wall. Barnabas and Saul were set aside for the work of the Lord. God called Paul an apostle and separated him under the gospel of God. Romans 1.1. In war, God commanded utter destruction of the enemy. There was no peace treaty that could be formed. There was no mercy that could be shown. There had to be an, there had to be an entire separation there between the two parties. Israel time and time again separated themselves unto shame and abomination. They actually went the other way. God separated those who turned away from him unto evil. That's Deuteronomy 29:21. God required Moses separate from among the congregation so that God could consume them. 
I'm just I'm showing what what God said about this division and separation and distinction. It's all part of the same purpose. Israel separated themselves from all strangers before they confessed their sins to God. Jesus, he withdrew from the multitude. See, there was a separation before he went up to the mount to pray for God. Those who hate us separate us from their company. See, See, the ungodly don't have a problem separating from us. They don't have a problem. They don't have a problem casting your name out as evil. Jesus said that he didn't come to bring peace on earth, but a sword. He said, I come to bring division. See, there's a Jesus. He he said, a man's foes shall be those of his own house. There's a see, there's a distinction made. Because really, see, we're not advocating racism or anything like that. But there's only two kinds of people. There's people that are God-bound, and there's people that are hell-bound. There's people that are sheep. There's people that are goats. There's people that are children of God. And there's people that are children of the, the, of the devil. There's, there's, there's no, in Christ, there is no male or female. See, there is no bond or free. There is no Jew or Gentile. That's where you want to be. In a house isn't a domestic division, it's yeah. a spiritual division. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Amen. If it becomes intolerable, then it becomes a physical. But yeah. it basically is a spiritual division. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. And yeah. we, we follow after peace with all men. Mm-hmm. To follow after peace with all men and holiness Amen. without which no one will see the Lord. Yes. You, know, there, you went over this that in the beginning God said let there be light and then he caused that division and God's every bit of work that God's done since then has been in that light and he, right. said, he tells us to walk in the That's light right. as he is in the light so that he's doing a work but if, and if you want to participate you have to be in the light, in the light. Amen. Right. Amen. Yeah, all the creation yeah. that happened was in the light Yes. Amen. Nothing was created at night. That's right. Amen. That association was made by Paul in, um, I think it was 2 Corinthians. This is, for God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, Mm -hmm. creation, hath shined in our hearts hearts. to give the knowledge of the glory of God Mm -hmm. in the face of Jesus Christ. Jesus Mm -hmm. said, I am the light of the world. Amen. So that light was was a premonition of the light which should come. Yeah. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. See how the purpose of God is interwoven mm-hmm. throughout all of these accounts. Yeah, so so it's, you see the, the futility of a person developing a doctrine that you can serve God in the dark. Yeah. It, it, it is not, you know, they want to label and give a certain sin, but see, they're in darkness. That's the point. That's the problem. Yeah. They've got to come out of the darkness and into the light. And when they do, then see God's God will work with them. But see, they've got to they've got to make they've got to make the journey. In other words, they've got to want the light and Amen. seek it. And then God will give them direction. He'll guide them. He'll he'll you know he'll God's working in the light. So I mean, it, it's actually futile to think. Well, I feel pretty good. You know, I I know God loves me just the way I am. No, you've got to leave the darkness. Yeah, I mean that's a requirement, and enter into the light. And then Amen. You'll find it's a lot better in the light. Amen. Amen. See, no, Jesus said it plainly: no man can serve two masters. Right. 
But see, Babylon preaches you can serve two masters. You can be married to the world and married to Christ at the same time. That's what Babylon the Great has. Spiritual bigamy. Yes. Yeah, when people say God loves me just the way I am, well, then are you saying that Jesus died for you just? That's why he died, is because of the way you are. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. See, Jesus is declared as separate from sinners. That's right. Yes, Sister Heather. Um, We also see throughout the epistles that there's a distinction being made between, like, false teachers and the true gospel and another Jesus and Uh the true Jesus. And they even go so far as to say, um, to avoid division Brethren, mark them which cause divisions and offenses, contrary to the doctrine which you have learned, and avoid them. Amen. Another good distinction. Amen. Amen. You notice how that this good teaching that you're giving it develops godly sensitivity. Yeah. As you respond to this. Mm-hmm. It, your 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 heart becomes more sensitive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. That to these things, you find yourself when you hear this, you find yourself reviewing some of your own personal aspects of your life. Amen. You're, you're connecting mm-hmm. with this. Mm-hmm. Amen. This is a very real distinction. Amen. Amen. It bears good fruit. Yes. And I, I want to give thanks for the confirmation that's happened multiple times today. Sister June, Brother Given, Brother David, and Sister Heather all spoke things that I had right next that I was going to say on here. Sister Heather, you just got done saying my next thing that I was going to say. I want to give thanks. This is a confirmation that the Lord's among us. Amen. Amen. Yes. Amen. See, God's going to separate the sheep from the goats on the day of judgment. There's going to be a separation. There's going to be a final separation there. Not only do we see examples of God separating and making distinctions, but we see the effects of what happened when the lines were blurred, when these distinctions were blurred. See, we don't just have examples of God separating. We have examples of what happened when the... When the separation wasn't seen. What happens when it wasn't perceived? What happens when the line was blurred? It was never good. The flood account. You had the, right there off the get-go, you had the sons of God and the daughters of men. They had to perceive somewhat that there was an advantage. There there was some sort of an advantage for them to intermingle, or they would have never intermingled. But there was an intermingling that happened, and so iniquity got worse and worse as a result of it. Here here we actually see that when you take a people that are dedicated to God and mingled with people that are dedicated to their own lusts, iniquity doesn't get better, it gets worse. It gets worse. The the, the same were called mighty men, men of renown. See, they became tyrants. All of the advantages that the people of God had when they used them for wickedness, it made it worse. Mm-hmm. Things worse. Well, that's a key, key insight. Yeah, yeah. You can't have a little righteousness. Mm-hmm. If you have a little righteousness, it makes unrighteousness get bigger. 
Amen. The, uh, or how Jesus would say it, the rent is made worse. You see, how, you see why growing up into Christ, why that is so important? Yeah. Amen. Because if you don't, you'll get worse. Amen. 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 Dinah in Genesis chapter 34, she became defiled out of just a simple, some would call innocent, childlike curiosity. Genesis 34 says that she simply went out to see the daughters of the land. That's all she did. She went out to see the daughters of the land. And by doing so, she put herself in a position right. where when the prince of that land saw her, he took her. That's right. that's, that's, see, this is what happened when there was an, in, when there was an inappropriate, mm -hmm. we could say it inappropriate. There was an inappropriate interest yes. in a place where God wasn't working. Yeah, it wasn't the daughters of the promised land. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> When Moses didn't circumcise his son Gershom. You see how profitable this is. Mm, but I know you already know, but most Christians, they don't even know about these accounts. Mm -hmm. They're not even familiar. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're not even familiar with mm -hmm. these accounts. Mm. Amen. Yeah. When Moses didn't circumcise his son Gershom, yeah. the Lord met him in the inn yeah. to kill him. Yeah. There wasn't a separation made. When Israel was delivered from Egypt, a mixed multitude from Egypt went up with them, it says, Exodus twelve thirty eight. Mm -hmm. It caused them to provoke God by murmuring. Mm -hmm. yeah. Also, Numbers eleven five. Samson's eyes were put out, and he was captured because he married the enemy. So if you think you can be yoked up with, a, with an unbeliever, and, and handle it because you're strong enough to handle it. Well, Samson would disagree with you there. Or maybe if someone thinks they're smart enough to handle being yoked up with the ungodly. Well, Solomon would tell you differently. His heart was carried away because of his heathen wives. Every time, every time Israel intermingled with the heathen, they ended up learning and doing their ungodly works. You know... <clears throat> Balaam, even he saw that. Yeah. Yeah. He, he said, well, you can't, you can't curse what God's yeah, blessed, but right. here's how you can do it. Get him to intermingle. Yeah. yeah the, devil, the devil knows this. Yeah, Amen. So what's he going to try and do? Yeah. When he knows this, what's he going to try and do? Amen. Yeah. And so it's, it's good to contend for these things. It's good to contend for the faith that was once delivered to all the saints. I want to read this. I, want to, let's, I think we should just read this. Numbers chapter 13, verses 23. Starting in verses, or Nehemiah, I'm sorry. Nehemiah chapter 13. Verses 23 to 27. This is Nehemiah. In those days also saw I Jews that had married wives of Ashod and Ammon and of Moab. And their children spake half in the speech of Ashdod and could not speak in the Jews' language, but according to the language of each people. And I contended with them and cursed them and smote certain of them, and plucked off their hair, and made them swear by God, saying, Ye shall not give your daughters unto their sons, nor take their daughters unto your sons, or for yourselves. Did not Solomon 
king of Israel sin by these things? Yet among many nations there was no king like him who was beloved of his God. And God made him king over all Israel. Nevertheless, even him did outlandish women cause to sin. See, he contended for this. He cared about this. This is something that affected his heart. Israel was delivered into the hands of their enemies because they followed after strange gods. Time and time again, Babylon came and took Israel captive because they followed after strange gods. And it, and it was it, it actually, they would follow after strange gods and God would deliver them. They'd follow after strange gods and God would deliver them. And then there came one time that they followed after strange gods and then called out for deliverance. And God said, why don't you have your, the gods that you've been serving deliver you? And, it, and he had enough of it. That's what happened. Israel became polluted. It says it became, they became polluted by their unfaithfulness to God. It was a, because of this intermingling, there was a pollution. Yeah. Whenever you think of intermingle, think of the word pollution. Just think of those two words together. Galatians were, the Galatians were running well. He said, ye did run well. That's what the Apostle Paul said it. And then he said, who did hinder you that you should not obey the truth? There was something had gotten in that assembly that had mixed. Galatians 5, 7. Paul said that a little leaven, leavens the whole lump, not just some of the lump, the whole lump. The sin of one is capable of affecting an entire congregation of people. And a lot, there are a lot of people that don't believe that. They don't believe it. We believe it. He said, evil communications corrupt good manners. It doesn't say evil communications might corrupt good manners. It says evil communications corrupt good manners. Jesus said that if there are those who do not come out of Babylon, they will end up partaking in her sins and so sharing in her plagues because of their association. See? Partake. So there you have it. From Genesis all the way to Revelation 18.4. A separation, a distinction. Come out from her, my people, and be ye separate. And touch not the unclean thing. And he said, and then I will receive you. We have a promise. That there are only two directions that a man can traverse. Either he can move towards God or he can move away from God. So it ought to be obvious then that the second you begin to walk with someone who is walking away from God, that you begin to walk away from God as well. But you see, it's not obvious to everyone. It's deceitful. He says, be not deceived. Evil communications corrupt good manners. I believe that that first part's in order for that second part. Be not deceived. Evil communications corrupt good manners, which means it's not apparent. It's not apparent on the surface that evil communications corrupt good manners. It's not, it looks like it's an advantage. Satan presents intermingling as an advantage, not a disadvantage. There's, it's, be not deceived. Mm-hmm. Yeah, scripture 
talks about the deceitfulness of sin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. God is preparing us for a work ahead. He set us apart for that work. Now, if any man draw back, he said, my soul shall not have any pleasure with him. We live by faith in the Son of God. See, separate from the world. We're separate from the world. The entire world is hostile against God. So, in other words, if a person were to be the friend of the world, then that... By default, they would make themselves the enemy of God. That's exactly what the scripture says in James 4.4. It's not surprising. But he's done this. God's shown us his purpose. It's interwoven throughout scripture. And and I I want to, to, when we do the Bible classes, I want to be able to, to take this take these things that the Lord has put for our consideration that that's throughout the entire the whole take the whole counsel of scripture into mind and reason on these things our dear heavenly father Lord we are thankful we are thankful that uh, you've made a distinction between light and darkness between good and evil we're thankful Lord that you've called us into that purpose into a fellowship with yourself Lord, help us to make a distinction between these things. Help us to see the distinction that you would have us to see. Help us to see the things that are profitable for us and things that would do us harm. Help us to warn every man and to look to you in all things. We ask this in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Are Are there any closing comments? I'm sorry I forgot to ask for closing comments. Are there any closing comments on all right thank you brethren